Hey everybody, it's Bo. Uh, welcome to Hero Hero Go Show, a very special bonus episode. Once again, I am joined by my friend Richard, right here. Right, right here? Yeah, right here. Ooh. And we have returned to talk about uh, films six and seven <laughs> of the Tomie saga. Uh, if you are keeping score at home, we have, of course, discussed uh, Tomie, the original uh, Tomie film, uh, which we'll tie back into today's discussion. We have also discussed uh, Rebirth, uh, Another Face, I have those reversed, uh, Replay, and Forbidden Fruit. And now we come to Tomie Beginning and Tomie Revenge, which in my copy of the film, come as a set. Mm-hmm. Me too. And uh, these are both directed by Ataru Oikawa, uh, who is the guy who directed the original Tomie. So, you know, we're getting back to our Tomie roots, our, 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 our Tomiutes, if you will. <laughs> that, and really, this is the level of, of discussion you can expect for the entire episode is uh the fact that all right so let's i feel like if you've if listeners aren't familiar with tomie and are coming to this show a little um a little blind uh i i feel like we should establish what the tomie franchise has been thus far and uh richard do you want do you want to describe what tomie not as, as a whole, like the, the film series, but Tomie as an individual question mark is. Oh, sure, sure. Uh, Tomie, uh, and that is Tomie uh, Kawakimi. She's a average, happy-go-lucky high school girl in Japan. Yes. And these films are her adventures. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the fact that she's also a love demon who inspires uh, psychotic love in men, uh, sometimes women, as well as uh, jealousy um, and, of course, uh, murderous rage in jealous girls who just want to be like her. Oh, my God. Yeah. And that she can't die. She can only be killed and be reborn also, she can split off into other parts and become full, uh, also not nice, Tomies, plural. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, she's a hell of a bass player. Yeah. Well, Tomie, all right, one thing I would add to that, well done, by the way. Uh, one thing I would add to that is not only can she um like regenerate from pieces of herself or blood or whatever she can also infect others with you know her blood or mucus i would assume um sputum of sorts and they yeah. become tomies over time as well yeah so she is she is sort of a virus that both reproduces herself and can infect others She's a love demon slash love virus slash 
ring girl. Except like she Marissa, like Marissa Tomei. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you never uh, see Marissa Tomei anymore. Is because she's actually Marissa Tomei. <laughs> How sad is it that I literally didn't say that because of her misspelled last name? <laughs> you keep saving me with these Tomie jokes. <laughs> I have been thinking about this show uh, and recording this show and these two <laughs> movies far too much recently. Amazing. Um, I, all right, so... You know, uh, to chart the journey of Tomie, like we, we're not going to recap every episode. Just go back and listen to the other Tomie episodes. But um, so in the original film, uh, b- because these two kind of tie into that. So uh, in the original film, a, uh, a big city police sh- chief moves to uh, an island off the coast of New England and is beset by a killer shark. Um, wait. <laughs> That is not Tomie. That is Helter Skelter. Um, so Tomie uh, basically shows up in a class, right? And and like you said, like all the boys go Tomie crazy. And you eventually learn through the film, yes, she is in fact a demon who has kind of her own agenda, but it seems kind of ambiguous. The one thing I will give to Tomie Beginning and Tomie Revenge, which are the two films we'll be discussing this evening... Uh, is that I think Tomie's focus is a little clearer in terms of what her agenda is. Uh, Particularly when we get to revenge, I think it's much more obvious like what her goal is, even if much of the rest of it doesn't make much sense. (laughs) Um, But so we begin with Tomie beginning, and this is coming off the heels of... Like, Forbidden Fruit is not my favorite of the series by any stretch, but you have that run of, like, Rebirth, Replay, and Forbidden Fruit that are all, like, honest-to-goodness, no-fooling-around movies. And Forbidden Fruit, I think, takes a little bit of time to get going, but other than that, it's it's pretty good. Rebirth and Replay are both just amazingly rad. Uh, Both of those movies should be watched. Uh, pretty much daily uh, <laughs> by listeners of this show. And so then we come to uh beginning and it's shot in a different aspect ratio. It is not necessarily the full screen Tomie that we have come to expect, but it's not quite television either. And it, it the, the quality of film is much more like, you know, direct to video yeah looking as opposed to um like another face was like that but that was also taken from an an honest to goodness television show and replay rebirth forbidden fruit all have kind of a slickness to them like i said they, they feel like legitimate studio movies whereas this feels like something that happened on a weekend And I, I, but I don't want to. I don't want to color the listener's impression of the movie. But that's how it feels to me. Like when you first start watching this, it's like, eh, this doesn't look great. Um, but let us, uh, let us stroll through the plot of Tomie beginning, such as it is. Uh, we do uh, begin with a man in tattered clothes playing a deflated soccer ball. 
<laughs> I said it was homeless Pele. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or what is the uh what was the homeless guy that Kevin McAllister saw in Home Alone 2 Lost in New York? It's sort of the Japanese version of that. Um, I think it was uh Tim Curry. Yes, that's accurate. Uh so Along, along uh, homeless Pele, uh, his, his, he's playing in a field outside of an abandoned school. And along comes uh, Reiko Matsubara. <laughs> Sorry. I was, like, making sure that Tim Curry was in Home Alone, too. <laughs> <laughs> Have we confirmed that? Yes, he was. He, because he played the uh, the like the uh, the the hotel yeah, manager like the, or something. Not the homeless guy, but yeah, right. But he's homeless now after the stroke. Sorry, Tim Curry. Um, you had a great run, but you know, nobody wants to see you like that. Um, oh, I'm sorry, but it's true. Um, Downer. Yeah. Sorry, like I'm just gonna pepper in like famous tragedies throughout this show. Like if we ever start to have too good a time, then I'll just jump back to boy that Syrian gas attack was something, huh? Uh, ah, World War Three, everybody. Whatever. Enjoy. Um, <laughs> so, this all be cut out. Uh, in, all right, so so uh, Reiko uh, Matsubara is her name she uh strolls into the abandoned school which we learn is there is a class reunion of sorts that was supposed to happen uh the class of 87 uh of this school uh and only she shows up as well as a, a fellow named yamamoto who um stylishly has a patch over one eye yeah you know looking cool totally cool and so they point out they, they're talking about like hey you know you're we're the only people who showed up to the the reunion also why would you have the reunion here at this abandoned school uh that looks awful and uh yeah i mean it's just the whole place is falling to shit and so then they say hey uh remember when she showed up and they point to Tomie's desk uh and it is carved over and over again all crazy like with tomie's name and i they never really explain in the film if that is tomie's doing or if that is like somebody (laughs) came in after the fact and was like hey you know what we really need to do we need to write her name all over the place uh but nonetheless she's got a scratched up desk you know, government's got to pay for that. That's your tax dollars at work, ladies and gentlemen. Um, there, that may have been the Tomie desk carving club. Right. Well, we, we know we have a photo club. Yeah. And, uh, you know, all right, we'll we'll get to it. But I think this movie should just be called Tomie Mean Girls. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> so, but, uh, all right. So that we flash back from there. Okay, we go from th- this this shitty reunion of the class of eighty seven. That's only two people. Back to the point where Tomie shows up in class for the first time. So Tomie is played in this film by Rio Matsumoto, and uh, she is being introduced to the class, and 
the boys immediately are like, huh? <laughs> uh, while the girls are looking, you know, really none too pleased that this girl has shown up and, and, and captured the attention of all the guys. Uh, within the first week, there is a guy named Inoue who is getting harassed by some of the other guys because he secretly took a picture of Tomie, which is a big no-no for Tomie's. Yes. And, and the reason is legitimate, because if you take a picture of a Tomie, you get a Tomie face, and then you get the Tomie demon face kind of either superimposed or sticking out or something. So, yeah. you know, she does not photograph well. <laughs> Well, you know, uh, painting her portrait, that, that doesn't work out either. Uh, yeah. I'm imagining don't sculpt her. Uh, don't do macrame tomie or macro, macromomie. <laughs> I, I think daguerreotype is the only thing that works. I think that's your only <laughs> safe bet. You know those, uh, those things with all the needles that you, you push – yeah, form your what is that called? Uh, I think it's just called the thing with all the pins that you push the, your fist into, and then you're like, "Hey, that looks like my fist." The thing at Brookstone or whatever, right? You well, can you can do that with the Tomie. That's safe. Hot topic, uh, kind of oh. get hot Tomie oh. kick topic. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, what? But, <laughs> that was <yeah>. awesome. <laughs> so, uh, but the the. They kind of harass Inoue a little bit, led by my favorite character in the movie, I think. Uh, I always like chubby Japanese people. It's a weakness of mine. I recognize it. (laughs) But also, this this guy's name is Gondo. So we have a, a very tall, chubby Japanese kid named Gondo. And I think he might be my spirit animal. Gondo is ah uh, just MVP of the movie easily. He he only shows up a couple of times. Uh most of his scenes are maggot related, but uh you gotta love anytime Gondo uh makes an appearance, I'm happy. But so they're uh, they get in anyway, and they're like grabbing the film and stuff, and they go to the photo club to develop it. And so they, yeah. they get a picture of Tomie, and then all of a sudden, Tomie's right there behind him. is like, hey, what are you guys doing? <laughs> oh, man, it's so great when she shows up. It's Part of it is I, I try to imagine for being someone who's never seen any of these movies before where they're actually starting with Tomie beginning. And getting that what the hell is going on kind of a, a flavor to it, you know. I guess this is just so much fun if you if you try to like, what if this was your first Tomie movie? And so you get this creepy but not really um, obviously uh, monstrous girl showing up to the school, and just this scene is so much fun. It, it really is because not only does she surprise them with the, you know, hey, what are you doing? Um, she then takes the picture and she asks for uh, a cigarette 
And so somebody fishes out like cigarettes and a lighter, and she's like, I don't smoke. That's bad for my skin. <laughs> just like that, she said it. And no. <laughs> she just takes the lighter instead and then lights up the uh, the picture that was taken over that's developed, which doesn't look crazy yet. No. And everybody is like, oh, Tommy is burning the picture. And <laughs> as it burns, she's like, here's your lighter back. Bye, everybody. And then takes off. <laughs> I, I really have to do just mean girl voices throughout this. Cause... I love it. I love it. <laughs> and it's the, law, it's the law of the jungle, man. It, well, yeah, and she kind of cops to that a little bit. But uh, so they look at the half burned picture, and sure enough, there's kind of a Tomie demon face in the mix now. And it has, it has a Nazu Faisu. A Nazu Faisu. Well played, sir. I wish she was the Tomie in this. She was one of oh. my favorite Tomies. You converted me on that film. I was like, that's the worst one. It's not, but we're going to talk about it tonight. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> oh and I, yeah, anyway, uh, let's not get ahead of ourselves. So, uh, Reiko, uh, who is a student at the time, we're still in the flashback. Um, is walking through the woods in, uh, I, I guess, leaving school. Is she going home? It, does she have a home? None of these questions are ever answered, but she's just wandering through the woods. And Tomie surprises her because Tomie just pops up out of nowhere throughout this film, both at the photo club. And I like to think that she just teleports, you know, like her Tomie scent starts tingling. And she's like, oh, somebody's developing a picture of me. Hey, everybody. And I sense a lonely person I can exploit. Right. Like someone who might have a vaguely lesbian relationship with me. Zap. There's Tomie. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, and she asks uh, Reiko to be friends with her. And Reiko is like, I can't really be friends with you because all the guys like you and all the girls resent you. And I don't know that I really want to get into that. And, uh, but Tomie is like, look, guys are disgusting. You know, they are only concerned with looks. Bullying people is just human instinct. It's to be expected. She's the outsider. She expects to be bullied. And in come the mean girls. A a trio of girls. I wish Gondo were part of this group. If only it was just him in a wig, right. in a dress, <laughs> perfect. I am now, uh, you know, uh, Gondoko. <laughs> yes, his his feminine alter ego. Uh, which, by the way, there is a great anime out now called Your Name that has to do with body swapping between a boy and a girl. I have not heard of this. It is not only worth your time; it's one of the best anime films i've seen in years it's really good um it sounds kind of like a a like father like son kind of thing of like whoa he's a girl (laughs) and she's a guy but it is it it, the third act of that movie turns it into something else entirely is so good Um, anyway but that's not the point gondoku is not uh involved here unfortunately so the mean girls show up and 
Uh, then we have a sudden flash forward, and we just have a moment where Reiko and and Yamamoto are talking, and they have this discussion of like everyone thought that she was half angel, half devil. Little will we to know she was all devil. <laughs> Man, that's that's good. Right. That's real good. And that's the whole point of that like in the, insert into the future, uh which is a great Zemeckis film. Um but we immediately launch out of that back to the past with the Mean Girls and this is is it my favorite thing in the movie? It's up there. It's top 5 because uh Tomie starts uh, talking some shit to the mean girls, and the main mean girl uh, gives her a smack, and Tomie smacks her right back. And then mean girl smacks her again, and Tomie smacks her again. And it is the best. And then, uh, like, all the mean girls are like, you know, are you hanging out with her now, Reiko? And she's like, I guess. Uh, I don't want to get involved in all this slapping going on for sure. <laughs> And Tomie's not backing down, so yeah, I think I'm Team Tomie from here on out. And so they go to a waterfall, like you do. And so they're kind of talking, and, you know, Tomie is saying, uh, you know, talking some shit about the Mean Girls still. But uh, what what kind of comes out of all this is her saying to Reiko, like, when I get revenge... I get total revenge. Yeah. Which I immediately thought uh, upon first seeing this film that that meant she was going to murder them. Uh, But that is, it turns out, not the case. Um, (laughs) So we we cut from the water vault to um, the main mean girl and her would-be boyfriend, Yoshino. Who you know they they have a little bit of a discussion earlier in the in the slapping scene about Yoshino, and Yoshino is walks into this classroom where the main mean girl is sitting by herself, and she's like, "Hey, Yoshino, what's happening?" And he's like, "You suck." I mean, I'm paraphrasing, obviously. <laughs> Although I think maybe the movie would be better if I weren't. Um, <laughs> But she's like, you know, hey, what's wrong with you? And he's like, you should just die. And so he takes a plastic bag and puts it over her bed, her head, not her bed. It's a big bag, Richard. Um, he's be making a big mess then. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, uh, you got to put the Jimmy hat on the bed. Um, <laughs> oh, that's how you do it. Yeah. I mean, I've done the sex. I know how it works. but so he's he's choking her almost to death and then finally lets her go because tomie uh strolls into the room but only so she can rub it in a little bit that yoshino is so devoted to her that he's literally lying on his belly on the ground just calling tomie's name over and over again you know tomie tomie and hugging her feet and oh my god. She just puts her foot on his head like she has, you know, just scored the winning touchdown or something. It's that kind of victory pose. Man. And just looks at the mean girl like, 
Look what I can do. Uh, man, when Tomie breaks a guy, she breaks him completely. And this is, uh, this guy is no exception. He, he breaks really, really easily, too. Like, doesn't she touch his arm? And he's like, ah! yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It just the <laughs> slightest look or touch from Tomie. And that's kind of one of the things I, I like about this movie is I think it does one of the better jobs in this series of presenting the, the kind of Tomie crazy you get. Oh, yeah. Because um, I know I'm Tomia crazy. Yeah, you are. We should do a supercut from all of the movies of dudes screaming Tomie. Just all, every single time someone screams Tomie! Oh, geez. I mean, just cut that together. All nine movies, that would be uh, about four and a half hours. <laughs> yes. But it would be glorious. You know, but I, I mean, between this movie and Revenge. You're, I mean, that alone is 45 minutes. <laughs> I think I have a new mission in life, my friend. <laughs> it is totally worth your time, and on your deathbed, you will not regret it. Bam. Um, so, let's get back to Gondo. Because Gondo and his his crew have gotten the other two mean girls, and I think this might be illegal, Richard. But they have tied them to a bed. And I don't think you can do that without permission. And they are clearly not having a great time. So Tomie shows up in her gothic Lolita outfit instead of her schoolgirl outfit. She really just has the two. And uh, a Casio backbeat plays. Oh, this music. The music in this scene is outrageously bad. <laughs> uh, it's like uh, like a pachinko machine re- reject or something. Yeah, I, I mean, it's the sample that you get when you buy a keyboard when you're 11 years old and think you're going to play, you know, smoke <laughs> on the water with it or something. And all you can make it do is do that. Dun, 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 dun. And I mean, it's that level of, of musical quality. But not as catchy. <laughs> Nowhere near as catchy. <laughs> uh, but so she's like, hey, don't be don't be upset. It's time for tea. Uh, but the kind of tea Tomie makes is cockroach tea. Man, she's got a bug problem. Well, like bug fixation. Jeez, let it go. <laughs> Every movie, just about. Just well, but she has said a number of times throughout the series that uh, she hates being dead, especially being buried because all the bugs crawl all over. So it's weird to me that she's kind of cozying up to the enemy in this scene. <laughs> nice <laughs> and. So, but cockroach tea is basically tea with a big ass cockroach just right in the middle of it. And so she makes the girls drink that. And then she's like, oh, I know what we need cookies. And by the way, there appears to be no Japanese uh, equivalent for the word cookie. Because watching the film, it is very clear. Uh, I'm trying to think uh, what tea is in. Japanese it's Ocho I think something like that and so you hear her say like you know Ocho and cookies and it's like oh well 
it's like when you're watching like a Filipino film or something, and like it's just close enough to English that it throws you off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's that kind of thing. But her cookies are, in fact, uh, Richard, uh, just a big old pile of maggots. Yeah, dry, dried mealworms. Yep, and she eats one, and then she forces the girls to eat some. Uh, and my note here is, you know, fun. So, uh, yeah, so her total revenge, which it turns out is not death, is just humiliating and and uh, forcing into submission the girls who had, you know, dared to speak out against her. So she hasn't murdered anyone yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and, and that's not really her gig. She's not really a killer. She is more of a... I'm I'm gonna make people kill people around me, kind of like the Bye Bye Man. Um, I just got a chill. Mm-hmm. Don't say it. Don't think it. Don't watch it. Um, <laughs> it's the lowest hanging fruit. Oh. I, I'm ashamed of that. But it was glistening, so you had to grab at it. Yeah, it was. Uh, or fondle the fruit. I caressed it and plucked it <laughs> from the tree. Mm. Um. So now that she's got the girls in uh in in their place um the this is one of my favorite scenes of the entire series because we cut back to the classroom and the guys are just beating the ever living shit out of one another falling over each other the girls all look miserable and in walks the teacher and he's all Tomie crazy too oh man of course and ev- like all the guys, the teacher, the girls, everybody looks like garbage, like big black circles under their eyes. Like nobody's getting any sleep except for Tomie. And uh, and here's a thing that I want to pitch to you as a question, because we get another flash forward here. And in this flash forward, Reiko says Tomie was just doing what they all wanted to do. And I'm not, and maybe it's the translation, and and certainly my Japanese is not nearly good enough to be able to tell you, like, oh, it is the translation. But that line seems really strange to me, because the whole deal is that Tomie, throughout the first part of this movie, is talking about how, you know, people are bullies, and, uh, you know, that the nature of men is to be disgusting and superficial and violent, and then with Reiko saying, like, oh, Tomie was just being us writ large, then I don't know that that totally syncs with my understanding of what's going on in this movie. Yeah, maybe it meant that uh, she was exposing their true selves with her presence. I mean, maybe. maybe? It seems like a, it could have been what they were trying to translate there. Yeah, whatever they were trying to do, they failed miserably. Uh, <laughs> yes. So we, because we only stay in these flashbacks for about 12 and a half seconds, uh, we jump back to the past. And we are once again out in the woods with uh, Reiko and Tomie. Only now some guys in uh, kind of Death Note costumes show up. Yes. The three littlest samurai. Yeah. And like with, they kind of have the black 
eye masks on, but then the face part of it is like hand-drawn bunnies and cats oh. and stuff. It's a little weird. It's it's basically every Persona game <laughs> in, yes. encapsulated in three characters in a film. Wow. Um, and that reference is for the four people who know what I'm talking about. Um, but so they show up to kill her and then they make the mistake, Richard, of calling her a freak. Nakamono. Uh, if there is one thing we have learned in the, in our travels through the Tomie series, she does not like to be called a freak or a monster. Yes. Now is, is Bakimono synonymous with both? maybe let's see uh bakamono are a class of yokai preternatural creatures in japanese folklore literally the term means a thing that changes referring to a state of transformation or shape-shifting so yes so i can say with complete uh confidence yes as well perfect so <laughs> That's, you know, again, the kind of scholarly approach we like to take to these uh, these movies. The kind of scholarly approach they deserve, quite frankly. Thanks, um, America Online. <laughs> God, I hope that's true. <laughs> I'll never tell. <laughs> You're probably hanging out in the Toby A. chat rooms right now. <laughs> Hello? Anybody here? <laughs> uh, it's just people typing Tomie in all caps with exclamation points over again, <laughs> over and over again. Tomie, Tomie. Um, so one of the raddest things to happen in the movie happens here because they, they kind of go after uh, Tomie with their knives and whatnot. And one of them scores a palpable hit, uh, which is to cut off Tomie's ear. And, uh, but Tomie isn't put off by that at the moment, uh, because she confronts them and she recognizes that one of them is Inoue, the, the guy who took the picture of her earlier. And he's like, you know, you're a, you're a monster. And, uh, and she, uh, basically just, you know, asserts herself to the point that they back off. Yeah. And... Uh, she unmasks Inoue as part of this, which uh, leads to them skittering off. Speaking of skittering off, in the brush, oh boy, is uh, a an ear, a tentacular ear, um, a, an ear with with stuff coming off of it, uh, crawling away into the brush. <laughs> Which, oh, and and crawling away in stop motion, uh, like they just did, did seriously. It's two thousand five, and they didn't do some crazy, uh, you know, CGI. They're like, no way, we got this. We'll just do it stop motion. A few frames here and there. It's great. Very few frames here and there. <laughs> but yeah but like a, four like four frames <laughs> yeah i mean it's it's theater of the mind a lot of this is left up to your imagination ah. <laughs> oh my god tomie is struck <laughs> oh no tomie <laughs> reiko sees this too like she sees the ear crawling away and that's really the first point where she's like i think tomie might be a monster 
And and then we flash forward again because this movie can't stop jumping between the these two scenes, even though almost nothing happens in the flash forwards. Um, except that we have Reiko showing off a class photo that shows the the Tomie demon face, kind of you know like if Tomie's looking forward and has the normal face, demon face is looking off to the left because nobody told demon Tomie that the picture was about to be taken. <laughs> Watch the birdie. All right, and she's like, "Huh?" And but it's too late. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, but the whole point of this scene is to show, like, yes, she doesn't photograph well, and also she's a monster. Both of which we know now. So, I anyway, it's I, definitely not filler, <laughs> right? Why? Why would you create filler in this movie that's an hour and fifteen minutes long? Um. So then we we jump back again, and now Tomie is being uh, cared for by Reiko, and this is really where the movie kind of kicks into gear. There's been some fun stuff along the way, but at this point, we're, you know, halfway plus through the film, and it hasn't really gotten really awesome yet, so we're going to pack all that into this back end. Yeah. And uh, so Reiko is... Like, hey, we should really take you to a hospital because of, you know, your ear being cut off. And she's like, nah, I don't want to go to the hospital. They do terrible things to me there, which we can confirm. Yes, uh, they do. <laughs> from earlier films. So she doesn't want to go to the hospital. And then Reiko uh, and, and Tommy is like, clean my ear. And Reiko's like, yeah, okay. And unbandages her head. And surprise, she's got an ear again. And then she makes a speech. Yes. My and note here is we uh, now get some solid Tomie philosophizing. Man, finally. But yeah, she she talks about being called like a freak and a monster for centuries, but it's people who are freakish to her. And like, what am I leaving out? It's, it's, it's typical. Like, it's good Tomie ranting about how everyone else is the monster and not her exactly so good it's what what do we say on uh, this uh, that's so tomie it oh man this scene is so tomie <laughs> uh i can't believe we we just now got around to that's so tomie i feel like we're doing a disservice uh the suspense was built though for it that's true all right, listeners, those of you who uh, have made this a drinking game of sorts. <laughs> uh, You're now barely buzzed. Right? <laughs> You're, we've got a long way to go. Um, uh, Tomie, like, after giving her big speech about uh, people being monsters, um, she takes off. And Reiko then goes to bed and has cast her school clothes conveniently aside the bed. As she uh, she lays down to sleep on her floor mattress. And she has a dream about Tomie at the end of a hallway being a geisha. And Tomie gives her a head. And like Reiko wakes up and it's one of those like, oh, oh my God, what a horrible dream. And then the bandages, the bloody bandages that have been removed from Tomie earlier, wiggle inside the school uniform. Yes. Mm. 
pretty cool. It's yeah. So the the whole deal is that the bloody bandages are regenerating a Tomie, and that Tomie fills out again the conveniently placed schoolgirl outfit. And Reiko is like, uh, the fuck? And uh, then we cut away from that because why would you want to stay in the scene that is rocking this hard? Uh, this whole scene, this is probably the best scene of the movie for me. Cover to cover is the whole, like, oh, you've got an ear. You get the Tomie spilling the goods about how she sees the world. And then the growing Tomie. I like all that yeah. stuff. This is what it's we good. do. This. It's good stuff. And then we have a creepy teacher seduction scene where uh, Tomie is uh, being all sexy around the ping pong table on the roof. And the teacher is like, I can't do this. This is wrong. And she's like, it's cool, baby. I'm Tomie. And he's like, oh, okay, I guess maybe I'll make out with one of my students. And (laughs) emphasis by Bo. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And then Yamamoto, who is the guy in all the flash forwards, or is this a flashback? It doesn't matter. Uh, Yamamoto, as a high schooler, shows up, and he gets all jealous. And... Then comes uh, the the scene of mass murder in the film where Yamamoto, uh, like, oh, yeah, well, hello. It's better if we don't talk about it. Fair enough. Um, I assume you're growing your own Tomie in a dish. <laughs> Just one? Well, you know, I, I have a Tomie farm. They're real hothouse flowers. <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> and so uh, yamamoto ultimately they're out in the woods again they're on you know on on it kind of an embankment and yamamoto shoves her down the hill and it i don't know like it breaks her neck or something she's like oh i'm dying and uh, the the mean girls are are gonna try to finish the the job, but Reiko shows up and is like, "Hey, don't do that." But then the teacher, uh, like Reiko's trying to save her, but Tomie says she's still dying and is doing like a great death scene. I believe for Reiko's benefit here, where she's just like, oh, "You don't know what it's like to die." And God, that was a good reading. I like that. Thanks. And and then the teacher who was about to get all uh, down with the Tomie uh, near the ping pong tables shows up with a bag of tools, and yes. is like, "Hey kids, we should basically cut her all up. How's that?" And the weird part of this scene to me isn't that they're like, hey, we've got to cut up this love demon and kind of scatter her parts to the four corners so that she can't reassemble herself or whatever. It is the glee with which all of this is done. Yeah. Uh, the, it's like uh, this 
mania overtakes the students and uh, they treat it like a, an anatomia, an anatomia lesson. Yes, yes, that's right. <laughs> but it's just uh, it's so uh, it just this is like your reward if you've been uh if you're a fan of Tomie from more than just the movies like you also like the the manga as well this sequence is just this really ghoulish reward that you've like it's like oh hey pal you know this is like the sixth movie right <laughs> enjoy it's it's oh man it's just such a joy i love it yeah and it's like the the children and the teacher have become as monstrous as Tomie through the film has described them. Oh yeah, you know they they you know we have beheld our enemy and it is us kind of thing. Um, so then you know all the kids go around and they dispose of the parts and like some of them are burning them and some are burying or thrown in the river or whatever, but they get rid of all these separate pieces of Tomie. And so the next day in class, presumably the next day, uh, you know, the teacher comes in and is like, hey, look, uh, we all did a pretty heinous thing. Let us never speak of it again. And let's get on with our lives. He says, we successfully sent her to heaven. Right. (laughs) Yes, we did. Achievement unlocked. Tomie is in heaven. She never came back. That was the end right there. Yep. And now on to Tomie Revenge. No, wait. Uh, Tomie then comes into the classroom, and it's that typical, like, we've seen it in all the movies. Like, Another Face is one of my favorites uh, of of this moment in the Tomie lore of, like, why is everybody acting so weird? You look like you've seen a ghost. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> but the level of reaction from like the students and teacher in this scene reminded <laughs> me of nothing else but the scene from Airplane when like they announced like, "Hey, is there a pilot on the plane?" and you have people like strangling each other and yes. bouncing on the seats and stuff. Like people are losing their ever-loving minds in this moment. <laughs> Perfect. It's, oh, it is so good. And so then, of course, we've got to flash forward again. And um, this time, Reiko uh, explains the Tomie phenomenon in terms of planaria, which is something that I have on my foot. Uh, what? It's an ointment. Um but like the you know the the little worms that you can cut in half and then they grow right. is the thing and so that's Reiko's explanation of like a uh, you know it's stuff we already know but we have to get uh stock footage of planaria nonetheless yes and yamamoto's like huh as if he has not been through all of this himself uh but oh yeah right like what tomie might be a monster and then this he's is the first I've heard of it. <laughs> right. She seems so nice. Uh, <laughs> uh you got Tommy aid. Um, <laughs> and so 
then he's finally like, okay, well, so that Tomie showed up, but whatever happened with old Band-Aid Tomie that you had back in your room, did she take off somewhere? And she's like, no, she didn't. And Yamamoto loses his mind at this point because he now believes that Tomie is actually alive, and that's all he ever wanted is, like, that's the Tomie curse, that no matter how you live, and we saw this in uh, Forbidden Fruit, is, like, you know, the father character in that who had once tangled with a Tomie and has never forgotten it or, or gotten over it. Um, so he starts strangling Reiko, but not before she can reveal that she still got Tomie's heart that she kept in her freezer, uh, which one presumes is Tomie resistant to freezer burn. And she's like, yeah, I've got her heart in my bag. And Yamamoto stops strangling, strangling her long enough to go to the bag, uh, open it up, and sure enough, there is a Ziploc bag with a beating heart in it. And so he takes off with the beating heart because he wants to grow himself his own Tomie. And then Reiko opens her eyes, but guess what, Richard? She's got a mole under her left eye. What? She's a Tomie. And Man. Then... <laughs> That's a twist. <laughs> Wait. Buckle in, Richard. More twists are coming. Because now that Reiko has revealed that she is, in fact, a Tomie, twist number two. The crazy guy outside uh, playing soccer with the deflated ball, the... Uh, uh, our, our homeless Pele <laughs> is actually the crazy teacher and he stabs her and he seemed like his goal seems to be like, I want to kill her so I can make more Tomies. I want to spread this curse. But the real like fancy pants ending of this movie is that we end kind of where the original film Tomie began. You do. Which is of Yamamoto, even though you know we don't know that at the time in the original Tomie, but Yamamoto showing up uh, on the streets with a plastic bag, and there's a hole in the bag. Uh, if, you ever seen, uh, if you ever see the cover of the Tomie DVD case or the movie poster or whatever. It's that shot. It's like the head in the bag. The bag is slightly split, revealing Tomie's eye inside. Like popping open to be like, hey, it's me. I'm Tomie. And then our movie ends. Uh, which, you know, in theory, this movie would lead directly into Tomie, the original OG Tomie. Toji-A. Oh. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, so that's it. That's Tomie Beginning. So that's your prequel you were waiting for. Right. To answer all the questions that every other film had answered in the entire series. But more. <laughs> but, but more answered. More answerful. Um... And all right, so I don't think necessarily Tomie Beginning is a great movie, but it's it, it is a pretty good 
Tomie Primer? Yeah. A Primie? Promie. Promie? I don't know. Uh, Promie. <laughs> I don't know. This is maybe not right. But so, yeah, like I to your point earlier, like I think you could give this movie to somebody and say like, okay, you can watch this. Not that it really matters. Like, if you watch this series out of sequence, like, what are you really losing? Yeah, totally. Uh, until we get to the last two, which I do <clears throat> think are the ways to kind of end the series. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so there you have it. Tomie begins. And next we have the dark Tomie, which is... And, and to- then Tomie rises? The dark Tomie rises... And then Tomie Forever. <laughs> Tomie V Superman. Oh, that would have been a better movie. Hell yeah. Oh, if Tomie no, made Superman I, all, all Tomie crazy and Lois oh, Lane was like, yeah. what's going on? And Tomie was like, you should hang out with me so we can be vaguely gay. Oh, that's all you need. Uh-huh. The, I was going to say vaguely gayness, but it sounds like anus so i won't say it <laughs> good the the thing i like about this is that you got otaru oikawa who directed the original film coming back doing this prequel dealy and then you find out that kenji muzahashi who plays uh what is his name in this one uh freaking uh yamamoto uh, yamamoto thank you I'm looking right at it and <laughs> he was also the same actor who played the the first person who got Tomie-ed in the first Tomie. So you've got even the same actor coming back. Yeah. The, uh, it's only six years later, but I my mind was kind of blown when I looked it up. Like, holy shit, it's the same dude. Yeah, I mean, there that, that makes for cool connective tissue, for yeah. sure. But I still argue that kind of the Ataru Tomie films are really the weakest of the series. Even though yeah. like he he started it, I still think like Replay and Rebirth and Forbidden Fruit are better than this movie for me hands down. Yeah, no, I agree. Another uh, face I call a draw. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh I think what's interesting with this is that yeah, it's it's shot on video clearly direct to video movie uh it looks way better than it has any right to i was actually really surprised by how good the camera work is in this film and uh the music's okay except for that horrible uh casio keyboard wannabe track uh the music's pretty good the there's, there's this weird rumbling sound that happens a lot on the soundtrack when things are getting tense. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I like how this is like, it almost feels like an older film, like even older than the 1999, <clears throat> excuse me, even older than the 1999 film. I feel like Oikawa was going for some kind of, uh, well, what if Tomie showed up in a seventies movie? What would the seventies movie look like? So, you know, there's no technology like cell phones really, and it's uh, just something interesting about this one. It feels like a very traditional story. Yeah, it's very straightforward. I mean, there aside from the jumping 
back and forth in time, which is just <laughs> yeah. the framing device that a bad framing device. Yeah, it's really unnecessary. Like if you had started at the at the abandoned school and then ended at the abandoned school, you're fine. But the the jumps back and forth, I, I think, are largely unnecessary. Um, but that said, it, it does have some have some great Tomie moments. Um, Rio Matsumoto makes for a good Tomie. Totally. Um, although again, not my favorite because another face has my heart. <laughs> that may be my favorite Tomie. Um, and you know, we have come to, I, I suppose, expect the surprise Tomie ending. And, uh, and I think that that's what makes beginning feel a little stale in comparison to the other films in this, in the series is that it does feel so traditional, especially, 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 especially <laughs> coming off of that run of, you know, Rebirth Replay, Forbidden Fruit, all of which are really good. And yeah. so kind of jumping back into the more traditional setting is, yeah, it's fun to have that kind of throwback, which... And and I would give this movie more of a pass if Revenge didn't look so much like this movie. Um, mm, right. Not necessarily the camera work, but just, you know, film quality. It has that, that sense of being, you know, direct-to-video, a little bit cheaper. And having the one film that ties into the original is cool. And then when we you know, talk about revenge here in a second. It, it's kind of its own other animal. And there are things I like about it for sure, but I just feel like this is the dark metal chapter of the Tomie series uh, between the, the stuff that is truly interesting and good and, and fun. And the later part of the Tomie series where it just goes uh, to, to use a term Roger Ebert used quite a bit bananas. <laughs> um, that these feel like these kind of oddball films in the middle of, uh, of the movies. But I mean, I'm glad they exist. Don't get me wrong. Cause Gondo alone justifies the existence of this film. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not discouraging people from seeing it, especially if you, if you come this far, first of all, God bless you. Second of all, uh, you owe it to yourself to see beginning. And honestly, if you, if I were to recommend this to someone, I might almost say start with beginning. It's not going to be the best of the movies, but maybe that's okay. Yeah. You know, this, this will lead you right into Tomie. And from there on, you're kind of in a foot race towards the really cool stuff. Uh, Tomie does have one hell of a great line in this movie. I almost forgot to mention. She says, girls all hate me. They'll end up stabbing me. (laughs) agreed party it's that's party time in the schmidt house tonight (laughs) apparently so those (laughs) tomies in in your uh in your planters are getting feisty yeah they're wiling out tonight uh so uh oh one one other thing i i I do want to mention that uh i i like about beginning is when they talk about the fates of all the other uh members of the class that apparently after Tomie showed back up, uh, after they, you know, dismembered her and played around in her guts, 
um, that when she showed up, everybody just went crazy pants. Yep. And, and in fact, they talk about the teacher, uh, being either having escaped from an institution or something like that. So, uh, you know, when Reiko and, and Yamamoto are talking in the, uh, presumably present day. Um, so yeah, it's, it's fun. Like, I don't want to, I, I, I know I, I, I feel like I've implied that this isn't even a good movie and it is, it, it's fun. It's just in the grand scope, the sweeping epic of Tomie. <laughs> this I feel is a down note in comparison with some of the others. Yep. Um, but compared to this next film, mm, Tomie revenge. <laughs> you sound like uh Sideshow Bob stepping on a rake. <laughs> uh, oh. <sighs> uh, my God. Tell me revenge is the quaint story of a mountain town and uh the weirdos who live there. I all right, let me ask you this in 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 introduction to Tomie Revenge. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is, of course, uh, the story of uh, three sisters trying to find love in England. Um, <laughs> they, <laughs> I snorted. Oh, I, I made myself giggle. Uh, how how many notes did you take on this movie? Because like four things happen. The beginning of page two is you're losing me. Tell me a revenge. Okay. Uh, I. I took about, uh, well, definitely half of what I normally would take on these. So not too much. Yeah. And okay. So tell me a revenge, (laughs) uh, again, directed, uh, by our good friend, Ataru, uh, also a, uh, straight to video vibe on this one. Um, we start off with a, uh, uh, a young lady driving along uh, a mountainside town uh, at night. Uh, her name is Kazue. She is, uh, it turns out, a doctor, but we'll get to that in a minute. Because first, she's got to hit a naked girl in the middle of the road. Which she does. And she gets out of the car, hunts around for said naked girl, can't find her anywhere. Looks on even under the car, uh, which is always smart. And uh, then we realize that, oh, this girl is alive, but then she runs into the nearby woods, which, you know, you do after being struck by a car, if you're a Tomie. And so Kazue goes in pursuit, which leads her to a house in the woods that uh, is apparently abandoned. Um, And she goes inside to find a, a a gaggle of crazy guys who are all, uh, you know, clearly Tomie crazy. And <laughs> so one of them kind of attacks her. And then we, we cut away from that to like paramedics and, and the authorities showing up. And, uh, there in the room or in this abandoned house in one of the rooms is a young girl who has no, she doesn't look like a Tomie 
because she doesn't have the mole below her eye or anything. Her head's bandaged, and she's in like a sleeping bag, all zipped up. And the paramedics take her out, and then we see uh, a Tomie watching from the woods as this happens. And then it's a year later. (sighs) So we are introduced to the girl that we saw in the house who is definitely 100% not a Tomie. Right. Uh, She is now known as Yukiko. And Yukiko is uh, suffering from amnesia. She doesn't remember who she is. Definitely not a Tomie, though. Uh, what her life was before she came to this hospital, only that while she has been at this hospital, she has been cared for by the staff. She's friendly with them. Uh, Kazue is, uh, when she speaks with the head doctor uh, of this, you know, mountainside hospital, um, she says that she is thinking of uh, adopting Yukiko and <laughs> which seems weird because Yukiko is probably about 27. <laughs> so, but uh, our, our head doctor guy, uh, we, it, we learn is missing a daughter who went missing about the same time as uh, Kazue hit the naked girl in the road uh, and Yukiko was discovered in this house. Like all of that happened around the same time. Although it was confirmed that Yukiko is of course not um, Tomie. Yeah. Also not the doctor's daughter. And Kazue also says like, Hey, this girl that I hit, I kind of thought it was your daughter, but it didn't look exactly like her, but it looked a little bit like her. And I thought I might have hit her. And the doctor's like, no, no, no. The police looked into this. You didn't You didn't run over my daughter. Otherwise, we probably wouldn't be having this conversation. Because talk about awkward. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, in one of the most uh, misogynist exchanges of the film. Oh, at- thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> when, I know exactly what you're gonna say. So when it's after Kazue is saying, um, like, hey, I'm thinking of adopting her, and he's like, But you don't have a husband. And she's like, I know it's weird, but I could still do it, right? And and the doctor's like, Yeah, I guess your maternal instincts are really kicking in. I wrote in my notes, fuck you, dude. Right. What it is. an asshole. <laughs> yeah, like how on earth could a grown woman ever possibly juggle work and a family? Um, <laughs> not in Tomie's Japan. Uh, yeah, it is. it really is kind of. In, in fact, the... Uh, the note I have is the quote from the movie, which is, even though she is single... Uh, <laughs> oh doctor yeah Literally, doctor it's so it, like i guess this is a test to see if you're a, a fucking uh, male chauvinist or not like if you see this scene and you go yeah right on brother <laughs> yeah what is she doing adopting that yukiko man single chicks scare me 
Right. I don't like strong professional women. Why isn't she holding a baby? <laughs> right. Why isn't she pregnant already? I don't care with whose baby. She ought to be pregnant. Is that dinner burning? Do I smell dinner burning? <laughs> right. The, the doctor does everything but ask her for a pie. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, I said it twice i said it twice yeah but all right so you know uh in all this dis- discussion of yukiko i i gotta throw m- my note in here which is though yukiko has no mole she is almost certainly a tomie a sleeper tomie <laughs> the manchurian tomie <laughs> Oh man, perfect. Spoilers. Um oh my goodness. <laughs> so the the real shining spot of this movie happens next in my opinion. Uh where some cops show up at the hospital. Well, they're not exactly cops. They say they're public security officers. And they have a picture of Tomie and they they asked to see uh, or they're they're talking to Kazue, who by the way says like oh the man's not here I can't I'll try to help you I guess but I'm just a single woman uh. and they're like no 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 we wanted to talk to you it's okay you you can have self esteem they say uh, <laughs> you can lead your own life independently um. But they say they are investigating the Tomie incidents, which is a a series of uh, murders that occur since the uh, Meiji era of Japan, um, where a girl shows up and then people go crazy and somebody dies, usually Tomie herself, and then the cycle begins anew. And... Uh, they, they so they kind of basically walk the viewer through what Tomie is, and and it's the usual thing of like you know yeah she's this spirit that makes men love her uh, obsessively and and violently, and um, she can regenerate and she can give you like a little drop of blood and then you're you get all Tomied as well. And one of my favorite things about this, though, is they say, like, look, we got to put a stop to this. Because what if Atomie got near, you know, the prime minister of Japan or oh a politicians? God. Like, we can't have our prime minister all tomie up, you know? So awesome. Tomie, the T is for terrorist. You know, but this is the implication or the insinuation of a movie I would much rather watch than Tomie Revenge, where where <laughs> Tomie is taking down the you know the halls of power uh, in Japan. But uh, sadly, that's not the movie we're watching. It's like, wait, a movie I want to watch more than Tomie Revenge? <laughs> Get in line. <laughs> Did I mention the Bye Bye Man? Um, <laughs> No, seriously, I would rather watch Tomie Revenge again. Uh, okay, that's that's hurtful. Yeah. But, so after they, they lay down all the Tomie mist, they're like, hey, can we talk to Yokiko, who is, you know, the girl that you found and is definitely not a Tomie. I see everybody knows she's a Tomie. Everybody. 
but uh, everybody but the movie, apparently. Um, <laughs> but Kazue is like, no, 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 I'm not going to let you talk to her. And then we realize that Kazue has come back with a digital videotape. Remember those kids? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, that she found in the house uh, when she was attacked by a guy in uh, the hat that Bill Moore- Murray wore in Caddyshack. <laughs> and all and almost nothing else. Uh he's wearing briefs like uh tidy whities uh in addition uh when he when he's in the house. And so the the video uh shows like she plays a little bit of it and it shows um like the hikers in the woods and we don't see who's holding the camera but it's clearly Tommy. Eh? Um and they come across Yukiko's body and she tells the guys like hey you need to kill her um and then we see that the the video goes on to show that the guys are like fighting and you know typical Tomie stuff like if you're around a Tomie you're and there's another guy around you two are probably gonna fight um which I is why I'm so happy there is not a Tomie here now because I wouldn't want to argue with you but if there were Tomie here, I would fucking kill you. Um, are you are you talking to me? No, no. Because I would show Tomie what dudes really fight over, which is other dudes' dicks. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, I wonder. Like that's something that's never been addressed in the Tomie mythos. Is what if she runs across uh, a homosexual dude? <laughs> like, I'll stop this Tomie curse by blowing this dude. <laughs> right. Aha! I am resistant to your wiles because I love the D, not the Wait T. A Why isn't there a gay version called Timmy, eh? <laughs> the Canadian version? Timmy, eh? <laughs> Call us, Hollywood. <laughs> Give us a call. We're ready. Oh, I could knock this thing out in a weekend, which is way more time than it took to write Tommy A. Revenge. Yes. Write. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about writing it. I think, yeah, Maybe this this was a movie that it. happened. <laughs> it grew out of a Tommy A. A different Tomie movie. Right. One of those, like, sub-Tomie's that hates the original Tomie. Oh, yes, it does. Um, Especially hates the viewer. Yeah. This movie is, like, an hour and 12 minutes long. Oh, God. It doesn't feel like it. No. No, it feels like you're watching Gone with the Goddamn Wind. Um, so, aside from the... the all right. So, once we get the video of the guys arguing and you know, like here's the problem with Tomie revenge. It plays so coy with the Tomie stuff. You know, there's just so little of it in this movie. Um, but at any rate, so after, uh, Kazue watches the video, um, Sam Raimi's camera rushes towards the hospital. <laughs> Uh, which is one of the weirdest moments in the movie where it's like, oh, you're doing weird camera work now all of a sudden? It, How it, dare you? Right. Like, the, the 
nothing prepared me for this and then nothing after this aside from one like overhead shot at the end uh looks even remotely like somebody was paying attention to where the camera was going um but anyway so we we cut to yukiko who is having nightmares about a red room and uh, is talking to causeway she shows up and is like can i sleep with you tonight in a totally non-sexual way wink wink and causeway's like oh you like a little girl yes you can come in here right and the number of times that you see the two of them framed together where they're speaking like literally with their lips like you know eight inches away from one another and again just playing so coy with it it's like just if if you're gonna play this right and especially because there's this mother-daughter dynamic at work as well which is real creepy um i'm gonna go out on a limb i think tomi revenge is kind of a mess richard what i know how dare you <laughs> uh, you're crazy this I, is easily the best one of the one we're talking about now yes it's i don't even think tell me a revenge is half as good as tell me a revenge <laughs> it, it has done some weird uh like mobius strip thing where it turns in on itself <laughs> It's a Mobius strip tease. It's a Tombia strip. Hey, <sighs> you did like, a thing. I feel like that was a stretch. Uh, <laughs> but uh, so Kazue is uh, like, hey, maybe your memories are coming back since you're having dreams of this red room over and over again. Because maybe you just saw the second episode of Twin Peaks. Uh, <laughs> which is what I would rather be watching than Tomie Revenge. Oh, man. Let's rock. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So, but after she says that, Yukiko is like, I don't want to remember who I was. I just want to be me. And it's like, well, yeah, because you're a Tomie. And as soon as you start thinking about what you were before, you're going to go all evil. Um, But, you know, whatever. Uh, So, Kazue is like, Hey, I got to go handle some business and don't watch the videotape, which of course she does. And the guy on the tape says that Tomie is, this is one thing I genuinely like about it. He says that Tomie is quote, existing infinitely in the woods that basically Tomie is just like replicating herself all through this little mountain wooded area. And that yeah. the the woods are just lousy with uh, Tomies, which is something that uh, happens in the manga. You actually see that, not just vaguely referenced. So, if you've read the manga, you're getting your hopes up. Don't. Yeah, and like don't. <laughs> this, yeah, this is a a a dim shadow of the source material in so many ways. <laughs> a uh, shadow in a dark room. Yeah. On a moonless night. Well, all right. So they've pulled some hitchhiker. The reason Kazue has to go like do doctor stuff is because they pull some hitchhiker off the mountain who, who has hurt his leg because he was searching for his brother who went missing in a completely non Tomie related event. Uh, a 
of which, of course, had everything to do with Tovie. Yay. And um, so Hamaguchi is the guy's name who's in the tidy whities and the Bill Murray hat. Mm. And he shows up in the hospital looking for Yukiko. And the the hiker is like, hey, do you know me? Because you were with my brother. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Help me, help me drug this girl and drag her into the woods. And I'll give you some answers. Um, which is, you know, we've all had to make that deal a time or two. Well, today, yes. Yeah. I, I mean... Yeah. For me, it's not every day. I'll be honest. I would be lying if I say it was every day. Weekly? Oh, sure. <laughs> oh, now I'm just thinking you're Jacques. Jacques Renault? Yeah. All right. Yeah, he sets that shit up all the time. Yeah, I'm down with that. Um, <laughs> now I do want to watch Twin Peaks. Uh, thank God I'm doing a podcast about it. Lucky log. Uh, so yeah, so sure enough, they they chloroform Yukiko and take her away. And Hamaguchi finally uh, mentions Tomie by name. It's like, oh, Tomie wants to see her. So we then go to the abandoned house, and the second coolest thing in this movie, the first being the X Files style cops who are just Tomie detectives. Uh, which is great. The second awesome thing that happens in this movie is that they show up and sure enough, there's a Tomie wandering around in this house being very Tomie and very fickle and all that kind of screwing with Hamaguchi. And then, uh, he's like, Hey, uh, I know you're kind of giving me the business here, but did you notice the girl that I've got slung over my arm? And she's like, Oh, what? And he's like, yeah, it's that girl that you told me to go get. And she's like, okay, well, I'm, you're pretty all right, it turns out, Hamaguchka. Um, and so he, then she realizes that the hiker is the brother uh, of, of a guy that she had been in contact with. Uh, you know, the, the initial group of hikers that Hamaguchi was part of. And he's like, you know, hey, where's my brother? And she's like, oh, he's not dead or anything. He's inside. You should come look. And so he does. And there is uh, the hiker's brother with this quilt thrown over him. And he's looking a little peaked. <laughs> and, oh, boy. <laughs> and and he, uh, so the brother is like, hey, where have you been? What's going on? And then the quilt gets thrown back and there is a Tomie literally eating this guy alive through his belly, which is, uh, that is absolutely rocking. Yeah. I like it. I like that a lot. However, I'm kind of a dirty minded person a bit. So I totally thought at first she's blowing him to death. You know, oh, that would be awesome too. Like one of those, one of those jobs. <laughs> Cause I'm a moron, you know, <laughs> that's immediately where my brain went, but no, her eating him like zombie style is too cool. I love it. 
it's really good. And, and the other argument against the death by blowjob situation there, I think, is that Tomie never really gets down with anybody. It's always the the promise of sexual release. They're always down on her. That's right. Yeah. Doing a little Tomie lingus. <laughs> I'm glad you said it, not me. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bonus episode. We can say whatever the hell we want. Um, and all right. So we get uh, in, in Tommy revenge, Tommy's plans. Here's another thing I like about the movie is that she has a much more specific goal in mind, which is she hates all men. She, yes. you know, like beyond, I think they're disgusting. They're bullies. They're, they're going to kill me. All that stuff. She's like, no, 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 no. They all need to die. And I'm going to make that happen. Like I'm going to go man to man to man. And until every man on the planet is dead and doesn't that sound great. And of course, Hamaguchka, who is all Tommy ate out in, in his tidy whities is clapping and I can't. I could never tell if that star was supposed to be a tattoo on his cheek, or if that was something he drew there. Um, it it doesn't matter because he's literally the most annoying character in the entire series. Yeah, he's no Gondo, that's for sure. No, God, nobody's Gondo. Uh, I want to see a movie called Three Days of the Gondo. <laughs> <laughs> Gondo man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Disney classic Gondo man. <laughs> Gondo man. <laughs> A fistful of Gondo. Uh, that's the gay version. <laughs> I mean, oh. <laughs> yeah. Gond. Oh. <laughs> Uh, uh, oh man so the reason we have to do some filler here with all this gross talk is because like there are three other things that happen in this movie and we're done uh, so the the doctor the head doctor from the mountainside hospital our, our chauvinist pal uh shows up and uh shoots tomie uh, a bunch of times and he it turns out he's still obsessed with her though because he lays on the ground next to her after she's laying there presumably dead or dying and then she kind of curls up to him and he's like oh tomie i missed you so much and then she kind of climbs on top of him and vomits blood onto his face and then she collapses and I assume this is like the Tomie leaving her body, maybe. Hmm. Maybe that, that would be uh, a first. It would be, but then when he looks back at the Tomie that he just shot, twist! It's his daughter. Oh. Which is creepy on not a horror movie level, but on a hey, this would get you locked up level because of the sexual attraction he was clearly proclaiming for his Tomie-possessed daughter. So, you? Mm. 
And the mole is gone. You know, like not only does she look different and look looks yeah. like uh, his daughter, but the mole has disappeared to let you know that she was in fact a Tomie. There is, however, uh, at least to my knowledge, and, and unless you can correct me, no accounting for the flesh eating Tomie that we saw. Like that, that's a reveal, and then we just never see her again. Do both of these movies have unaccounted for Tomies? They do. Because the other one had the ear. Yep. And now this one's got the uh, the gut munch in Tomie. Right. Uh, Dawn of the Tomie. Uh-huh. Night of the Living Tomie. Day of Tomie. Day, Day of Tomie. Diary of Tomie. Oh, oh, no. He kept making movies, didn't he? Land of the Tomie. Romero. Survival of the Tomie. Stop making movies. <laughs> you were so good. Don't ruin it. Hey, once you make Bruiser, you're done. <laughs> I never saw Bruiser. Bo, uh, not Bo. Hi, you're Bo. Hello, Bo. Hey, how are you? Uh, Duncan, the other Bo. Scottish, <laughs> Scottish, Scottish Bo. Bo. He did the commentary on it, and I'm like... I can only imagine that Duncan talking for the length of that movie is nine million times better than that movie. Yeah, I, I I've heard nothing but bad things. So I I went so far as to see uh, God, what was the name of that movie? Uh, the one his kid did about uh, the cannibals in the house. Oh yeah, in the in the middle of nowhere. It's like it's not Carnage Park. That's another movie, but it's something like that. Right. Staunton Hill. Yeah, I have not seen that. Um, eh, It's, you know, forgettable, clearly. <laughs> so <laughs> it took me a while to get to it. But uh, yeah, that movie's not great. So all right, back to Tommy Revenge. Um, so Yukiko, uh, who has been in this room the whole time, is totally unresponsive. The place is just a damn mess. Um, and so let's flash forward again, because why not? We've already gone a year into the future. Let's wrap this thing up. Yay. So the in the flash forward, it turns out Yukiko is okay. Uh, and that she and Kazue are having a discussion about, hey, we're going to move to a new town. We're going to start a new life. Uh, Tomie is once again uncomfortably close to Kazue as they're having this conversation. And there, it looks like they are legit about to kiss. So all the guys who have been watching this movie just waiting for the lesbian scene to happen are like, <laughs> they're really edging at this point. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so like their lips are just... Oh, they're so tantalizingly close together. And then Atomie shows up out of nowhere. That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> like, if, uh, if, uh, like a little Ralphie Wiggum had showed up, it would have been like almost as appropriate as her entrance. Like, right. Cause it's like Tomie. <laughs> Well, but and Kazue and, and Yukiko are standing on 
like kind of the edge of not necessarily a cliff, but like an embankment that leads down to the sea and the middle, like open field. So apparently this Tomie belly crawled like a Marine keeping out of sight. I I I genuinely wish you could see the motions I'm making right now as I'm describing this. This isn't a video podcast. No, no, you can put that away. Um, So, but yeah, so like Tomie pops up out of nowhere Bites her in the neck like a damn vampire. And I maybe this is where the cannibal Tomie went. Because clearly she's okay. got a taste for it now. It's like when a dog bites somebody, you got to put them down. Uh, but yeah, so sure enough, she bites Yukiko's neck. Blood sprays everywhere. And then cut the scene. Because why would you want to see one of three scenes where a Tomie is actually in the movie? Um, anyway, so now we flash forward yet again, uh, but only by a few days, one presumes. And, uh, there is Yukiko in a coffin. People are coming by, placing flowers in the coffin. Kazue stares down into the coffin. Like we get that shot of like, you know, the mourners surrounding the coffin, looking down into it. And... Sure enough, as Kazue watches, there's a mole below her left eye. Not Kazue's, but Yukiko's. And so Yukiko then grabs Kazue by the neck and says, I remember, my name is Tomie. And uh, she has demon eyes. And then the movie's over. (laughs) Yowza. Ah, Bo. It. Oh, this oh, is God. a real cock tease of a movie, and not just because of all of the sexy pedophilia and misogyny. <laughs> it's screaming. Yeah, I mean, all right. So the the idea of this movie is that Yukiko all along was Tomie Prime, for lack of a better term. You know, she is the OG, original Tomie, the Tojie. (laughs) And and somehow she got, you know, knocked on the head by a coconut or something (laughs) and lost her Tomie memory, which if she can literally come back from the dead, how does she not remember she's Tomie? Or is she a grifter, Tomie? Is she playing a long con? Um, she's the Cyan Tomie. I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's so. Anyway, so the whole premise of this movie, if you put it all back together from all the crap that surrounds it is that Tomie Prime gets gets bounced on the noggin, forgets who she is, but has spawned other Tomies that are gallivanting around the woods uh, on the mountain. And so we have established that Tomies that spring from the original Tomie 
or just Tomies don't like each other. They don't play well together, uh, with the exception of the Tomies in uh, Another Face, who you know pushed a guy down a, an embankment, and one of them took a picture. And I they was, I was totally like remembering that scene when you they were you're talking about the Tomie belly crawling. I immediately thought of that moment with the photograph, and I was like, man, I want to watch that again. Another face, uh, like, that movie is deceptively good. Yep. Uh, like, the first time you watch it, you think, like, maybe Another Face isn't that good. And then you watch it again, and you're like, no, actually, Another Face is really, really good. <laughs> um, way better than Tomie Revenge, which I have seen three times, no less. Um, Whoa. Yeah, that is... Too, too many by my count. Um, but it's yeah, or too many. <laughs> I should have, I should have intentionally not watched it for a negative watch. Yes. <laughs> Is that how that math works? Yep. In that case, I have seen all those Transformers movies negative one times. <laughs> Good job. Yeah. Uh, Take that, James Cameron. Did he produce Whoever those or something? Those. <laughs> I think you're thinking of uh, Smurfs. Take that, uh, Sarah McLaughlin. Yes, Adia, indeed. I showed her. Uh huh. Now I'm now I can only hear Tommy A when I think of the song Adia. <laughs> it's an improvement. Uh, well, you're probably right. I would. Tommy A should do commercials for, you know puppies sick puppies i think that's what sarah mclaughlin does commercials for right is she pro yeah. or con pro i bought three <laughs> pro, pro sick just puppies. For those commercials alone really she's awesome um tell me i do believe we'll make it um uh, i have a lovely singing voice so anyway uh, but yeah, so that's the the whole deal is that the other Tomies are trying to get Tomie Prime up the mountain so they can kill her or have somebody kill her for them so that there's not this Tomie Prime running around. But then why are they okay with each other? Uh, teamwork. And then they'll, <laughs> they'll screw each other they're over later, I guess. Yeah. So one will rise to power. You know. a, a dark Tomie rises indeed. Oh, darn it. Perfect. Uh, but yeah, and then that's... But, all right, so here is my problem with Tomie Revenge, and then you can tell me what your problems are with Tomie Revenge. Okay. Uh, like I said, this movie is a giant tease because there is no way if you have ever, ever, ever seen any of the Tomie films, and this is the seventh in the series... And why would you watch this if you had not seen at least one or two before? Or, or uh, forget all that. Just for the matter of, like, this movie is called Tomie Revenge. There is no revenge. There's barely Tomie's. And the only time you see a Tomie, she has amnesia and doesn't remember she's a Tomie. And then you get a little bit of Tomie at the end when, you know, like the gut-munching Tomie, which we both agreed is rockin'. But the rest of it is all just a bunch of stuff that leads you to a conclusion you already know. Mm. The defense rests overruled. 
I, I cannot argue with that at all. It's all it's all true. Yeah, it, it's really, really disappointing in the in the grand arc of, of Tomie's. Um, like I love things about Tomie beginning. You know, there are there's some really good stuff in there. Yeah, uh, I don't think it's like I said. There, in in the arc of the films, I think it's one of the lesser Tomie films, but it is. It is ten times the movie that Tomie Revenge is. I mean, if if someone were going to ask me, like, look, I've only got time for eight Tomie movies, not nine. <laughs> Which one should I leave out of this? It would be this one. Yeah. Just a- I mean, I mean, you know, we're obviously fans, so we'd be desperate for, you know, five more of these movies or. Uh, some random uh, fan film that somebody made, like a short film that some some dude made for fun, like or even a music video that someone said, "I love Tomio so much." Here's a Tomio song I made. You know, mm-hmm. I'd watch that. Sure, but this is just shit. Like, ugh, like the the final thing that pushes me over the edge with this is when it goes into the found footage. Oh, yeah. And they bust out that camera. And, hey, a little bit of that goes a long way. And what it brings to the movie that the movie already had is everybody screaming at the top of their lungs. Which <laughs> there's a lot of screaming in Tomie. Everyone, like I said, I made the joke earlier about a, like a, a super cut of people yelling Tomie. You could totally do that. It would be funny. Uh, in a film <laughs> where it's not a supercut, it's just the movie. It's not very funny, uh, and uh, just yeah. And no, maybe this was just too muddled with the ideas, too muddled with the uh, the doctor character, and then the Yukiko, and then there's also a Tomie or three. And then there's the subplot with the, the the doctor who's in love with his daughter thing, and that it, it's uh, it's none of it's it's not deftly handled to say the least. Uh, yeah, there is some style. Like I mean, God help me, I love a smoke machine, and this movie is smoky, smoky, smoky. Uh, but it's the palette of color is so. that it doesn't it doesn't help that i'm already annoyed because this movie's so fucking shrill that you know it's like you have this constant noise uh that they just poured it over from the other movie which is this weird rumbling sound yeah that uh, this my speakers were kind of like thanks i needed a workout and then Add that to the boring colors. Add that to people screaming their heads off, and then uh, a plot you just don't care about at all. And and honestly, this is one of the worst stories from the manga. This is, uh, with the exception of you know Junji Ito's amazing drawing style, and, and just you know he's just a master at horror manga. It's not a very interesting story. This this girl in the frickin' 
uh, zipped up in the sleeping bag. It's just <laughs> and the 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 lost hikers or whatever. It's not very interesting at, at all. So I wasn't surprised that it didn't make for a great movie. Yeah, and, but I would argue that within the context of the manga, because you can get through that story pretty quickly. Like you can read the whole yeah. source story in you know what fifteen minutes. And this, on the other hand, is an hour and 15 ish. And yeah, it just like it doesn't have a grand enough scope for the story it's trying to tell. You know, it's the the old sin of tell, don't show of like, oh, there are all these Tomies out in the woods. That sounds great. Can I see that, please? No. Okay. Fine, I'll take this. <laughs> right, I'll just look at Yukiko planning a birthday party for Kazooie. Whee! Yeah, and and who cares about that? And and, and again, I, the biggest sin of this movie to me is just that there are no surprises in it, uh, aside from the occasional pop up Tomie chewing on a neck, which is fine. If the whole movie had been that weird shit, I would have been fine with it. But no. Nah. Sadly, sadly, it is just us wandering around for like there is no recognizable Tomie in the film Tomie Revenge for I would say arguably 60 minutes of the 72 minute runtime. God, (laughs) I mean, do I do you feel that that's I'm and I feel like I'm being a little conservative there. Oh, you know, it's funny. I didn't even think about it. But yeah, no, you're right. There's a, a disturbing lack of Tomie for a long stretch in this Tomie movie. Yeah. I mean, even uh, Tomie beginning for all its faults is wall to wall Tomie. <laughs> and, Especially when they start ripping her guts out. Oh, wall to balls. Um, what? Yeah, she's not. <laughs> this really is a bonus episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it's our bow nuts episode i go nuts for bow nuts bows nuts <laughs> i'm so sorry <laughs> are you are you apologizing to me or the listeners i think both yes yes <laughs> <laughs> Um, whoever whoever will listen i'm sorry it's just us now they've all turned it off at this point (laughs) like we could just easily pivot into a discussion of i mean any literally anything rupaul's drag race is could could fill another hour of this episode and no one would be the wiser (laughs) uh so i can't believe i went straight to rupaul's drag race (laughs) <laughs> I can't believe it took that long. <laughs> it's been it's been the recurring ad on the Roku lately, so I've been fascinated. Um, don't you have a don't you have a Boku? I have a Toku because it plays Tomie movies. Yeah. Uh. Any any other thoughts on t- Tomie Revenge? Are we gonna? <laughs> bury this thing where it belongs and pray it doesn't come back to our classroom. Uh, no, but thanks for asking. Yeah. I just, eh. yeah. I want to put the, I, I, I feel bad because most of the time we can end on a really high note. Tomie revenge <laughs> is the one down note in the series, 
But listeners, uh, who I've already assumed are no longer listening, um, the next episode we are going to be discussing, or the next bonus episode, the, the next Tomie episode, the Tomasode, um, <laughs> will be uh, Tomie versus Tomie. And you can only guess at what that might be about. And Tomie Unlimited. And I, all right, so have you watched these yet? Because I know these were the ones that I don't think you had seen. No, sir. I've, I've been uh, saving them. I have, I've seen a little bit of uh, uh, Tomie versus Tomie, but uh, Tomie Unlimited is almost a complete mystery to me, other than I, I somewhat know what I'm getting into. Okay, yeah. Tomie versus Tomie is a legitimate Tomie movie and and has some some really nice things to recommend it. On the other hand, Tomie Unlimited, which is the final entry into the Tomie series as of uh this recording. I assume one will be out anytime uh in the next couple of months. Um <laughs> is uh 2011's uh, entry by Noboru Iguchi, uh, who listeners of this show may recognize as the director of uh, Machine Girl. Um, what am I leaving out that would be a good? Uh, or I'm sorry, done. He did effects from Machine Girl. Is that right? Oh, let's see. And but he did direct Rob. No, he did direct Machine Girl. Uh, directed Robo Geisha, directed Mutant Girl Squad. Holy crap. Directed Zombie Ass, Toilet of the Dead. <laughs> Literally, holy crap. Uh, directed Dead Sushi. Jeez. And somewhere in that mix got around to directing a Tomie movie. Oh boy. And I can't wait. Uh, I'm not going to tell you that it's as crazy as something like Mutant Girl Squad, but it's kind of clear that somebody weird was at the helm. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, I think we have the last like legitimately canon Tomie film, and then Tomie Unlimited, which which may in fact be, be canon. I can't remember now if that's based on one of the stories from the manga or not, but... It is, it is Tomie on cocaine, um, and and not the stomped on stuff that you get at the high school either. I'm talking the real shit. So next uh, bonus episode, we will be discussing uh, both those movies, and uh, I would like to point our listeners to a little uh, podcast called Hello, This Is the Doomed Show. Um, which easily has the best uh, the best theme song <laughs> of really any podcast I would I would say um, and <laughs> is one of uh, one of my favorite personal podcasts it, it is hilarious and the amount of weird shit that happens with the audio uh, <laughs> in any given episode is worth the listen alone so uh, so check that out, and uh, any anything else you would like to add, Richard, about Tomie, Hello, This is the Doom Show, uh, your house, how's your retirement plan, any of that stuff. 
Now is the time. Uh, let's see. Retirement plan is secured because I wrote Cinema Somnambulist, and it's the number 11th best-selling book in the world because I sold 11 copies. Nice. Yeah. I'm pretty proud of that. And uh, Hello, This is the Doom Show is uh, it's the most doomed. Uh, but yes, the theme song by Matt Farley. Uh, I want to say I knew him when, because now he's been on The Tonight Show. And uh, he's doing like local commercials for his area, and they're brilliant. <laughs> they're so great. Um, he's written like 18,000 songs or something. <laughs> He wrote uh, Pearl Jam's Alive, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Uh, he probably wrote a song about uh, Pearl Jam writing Pearl Jam's Alive. <laughs> That's even better. <laughs> That's probably something he's done. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I uh, love that theme song he did for us. And, uh, yeah, hello doomshow.podomatic.com And you can find us at the fine fine legion podcast network where you found this fine show that quickly spun out of control yeah though no Bo, as usual Bo saved the day yeah i uh i, I like to m- think of myself as the uh the tomie of uh hero hero go show uh where i drive all the guys crazy and all the yeah, ladies yeah, are yeah. jealous yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, these bonus episodes are the RuPaul's Drag Race of Legion Podcasts. That is so true, which is weird because Legion Podcasts is the My 600 Pound Life of podcast networks. So we are we are literally recording the RuPaul's Drag Race of My 600 Pound Life. I thought it was, uh, I didn't know I was pregnant. So <laughs> I think... Whatever. That that pops up on my six hundred pound life. Oh, oh yeah! If you're watching my six hundred pound life, you're gonna get a surprise pregnancy or two. <laughs> the the viewers or the the people on the show? Yes. <laughs> See, <laughs> I knew that it was the answer to that. <laughs> uh, thank you again for being uh, ridiculous with me as we uh, as we talk about Japanese love demons. And uh, the films that they spawn. Thanks um, for having me back, dude. Yeah, my pleasure. We're going to do this one more time, at least for Tomie, but not to tease anything like Tomie fucking Revenge does. Uh, we're actually talking about maybe doing another series of movies that uh, kind of are firmly in our wheelhouse. There's vague lesbian overtones. Mm-hmm. They're supernatural doings. Yeah. They're high schools. Uh oh. Mm. Yeah. I I th- I think uh, the listeners are going to be in for a treat, or at the very least, uh, something to keep them uh, entertained while they're trapped under a refrigerator. I'm wringing my hands suspiciously. Ha 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 ha. Yes, I. You know, we'll we'll uh, we'll pull back the curtain on that one when the time is right. But r- ahead of us, directly in front of us, are two far superior Tomie films to uh, Tomie Revenge. So 
Um, we have that to look forward to. I can only, oh my God, I cannot wait to hear you talk about Tomie Unlimited. <laughs> that I I would say that it has more in common with Hausu than it does with the original Tomie. So, yeah. Perfect. Put that in your Japanese pipe and smoke it. Um, Folks, thank you very much for listening. As always, if if you would, uh, whatever platform you listen to the show on, hop over to to that thing and uh, leave us a rating and review. We appreciate it. Uh, If you know somebody who's interested in uh, Asian horror films, uh, point them our way. Uh, and say like, hey, there's a whole podcast about this, and not all of them are these two idiots talking about Tobia movies. <laughs> Some of them are legitimately thoughtful and and introspective, and then some of them are about Japanese love demons, where we make a lot of bad puns. So, you know, we cover all the bases. Uh, so, thank you again uh, for listening. We will be back in a couple of weeks with a brand new episode, not a bonus episode, a real honest to goodness episode about haunted hair. Uh, yeah, that's right. We're doing X day. Um, I've been on a big Sion Sono kick, so we're, we're coming out of suicide, uh, club straight into X day, uh, two similar schools of thought. I, uh, I would argue and be totally wrong about. So, uh, thanks again. We will see everybody then. Good night. Later. Bye. Good night.
she 